Hey friends, welcome to Naked in Truth, the podcast that's designed to open up your mind to help you break down walls and barriers in your life that you might not even know exist yet. But don't worry, every wall that we break down together on this podcast allows you the opportunity to level up and create your impact. With that being said, I think it's time for us to get honest, vulnerable, and naked in truth. Welcome back to the Naked Truth Podcast. It is me, Sari D, your host and creator, and I'm so happy to be back with you guys again this week because we have a really special guest with us, okay? So our special guest that is here with us today is Paul Marlowe, and I'm so excited for him to be here because he is all about mental health, and we know how important mental health is to us on this podcast. So he is actually the founder of Never Alone, and he's going to tell us his story about how he founded this company, and I know that you guys are going to absolutely love it, okay? So Paul, do you want to say hey to all of our listeners? First of all, I would say, Sarah, you have a great podcasting voice. <laughs> Thank <laughs> like you. I you really started off hot with that. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. I got a couple yeah. of recommendations from my followers, so I thought I'd go along with it and try out a podcast. I liked it. Oh, that that blew me away almost. Um, and yeah, <laughs> hi guys, how are you? I'm Paul. Paul, nice to meet you. That's awesome. So, Paul, I know that this story really kind of starts in your adulthood, or at least your later teen years, from what I'm aware of. And what I want to start with is actually your childhood, because I want to know when it comes to your childhood, were you a confident person? Were you somebody that already struggled with mental health? What did that look like for you? Yeah, that's, uh, they sound like my therapist. Um, that's good. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. No. So I am, my name is Paul, but I go by tall Paul. So I'm six, seven, almost six, eight. Uh, so when I was, I don't know, like fifth grade, like we're both in Canada here. So like fifth grade, um, I was probably like the tallest person by a foot. Yeah. I can Um, believe that. Yeah. And then, so like growing older, like I was always the tallest dude and I was super skinny, um, okay. and but the thing was, I was super athletic for my size, like quite athletic. I was could handle my body. Well, at my height, I could do everything. And I was always pick first. And at the leagues, I was like the first pitcher. And then you're going to be going the big leagues and then you're wow. going to do this and you get drafted by the Toronto blue Jays. And then, so I Unbelievable. had, I had a lot of these things which were confidence in me and giving me and giving me that boost, led me think that I was able to do things and, my size was working for me however with what you just asked is like I in a sporting level I was like okay I'm the dude but everything outside of sports I was anxious I was awkward Uh, I didn't know how to uh, yeah I didn't know how to dress and work with people and I didn't know how to walk into like a restaurant at the time like 14 and everyone stare at you yeah, totally. Um, still happens today, but I'm used to it. Like I get it. Yeah, you own so, it now. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I definitely own. It. But times just I don't go because I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. So um, I I didn't know at the time that it was affecting me mentally because I was a 14 year old kid when I was 14. I'm 36 now, so like okay. no one talked about anything like that. Um, and I wouldn't have talked about it myself. Okay. Uh, so yeah, no, I uh, 
it was definitely a factor. I just didn't know it was a factor, factor yet. Okay. Well, being yeah. six, seven, or at least tall at that time in school, like you were probably attracting a lot of ladies at the time. Hey, nah, no, 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 I was an awkward looking dude. I've grown, let's go with this, like egotistic. I've grown into myself. I like okay. in my 25, I started to be like, okay, people are noticing me. But I was like 20, like, well, people like girls that I noticed before were like coming to me. Um, no, in high school and in elementary school, I was tall, skinny. Uh, and I was awkward. However, I was athletic, but I was like, I was very tall, skinny. I didn't have looks. I, I looked like a tall, skinny, awkward kid. Okay. Um, I didn't start gaining weight till I was like 24. So that's when I started hitting the gym. I didn't start working out till 22. So I started okay. in the gym, working out. I was nice. skinny, started putting some size on for sports. Yeah. And then I realized for being a tall, skinny guy, I could put size on and actually like be comfortable with my body. So yeah, I started get doing that, that. confidence. Exactly. You start maturing a bit. My face matures, my body matures. I start to do like photo shoots. I did some modeling. I've done some fitness business shows. Um, Cause you were saying yeah. that you had a personal training company as well. So is that something that you got into, sorry, right outside of high school or what did that look like now that you've transitioned, you're getting all these amazing opportunities cause you are the sports guy. And where did that kind of take you from there? No. So after high school, I went to college. Okay. Like, cause I got drafted by Blue Jays out of high school. Wow. Uh, congratulations. Four years. Thank you. But it was all potential. It was all like, okay. you have potential for us to see what happens. Uh, I didn't end up signing. I uh, went down and played baseball in Texas, and Louisiana. And then I played a year of basketball in Louisiana. So I was a two sport athlete there. Their first. Which I would have assumed of. you were basketball over baseball just due to the height. Right. But you know, <laughs> six, seven's not like when I was in Louisiana, I was like facing guys that were like seven, one, 300 pounds. Wow. Like, okay. Yeah, okay. Didn't know it goes that high. So that's fair. <laughs> Kobe Bryant's like my size and he was like the point guard. So like, okay. I'm, I'm not tall, tall. I'd have to be much more athletic. Okay. Uh, but that was high school. And that was essentially like after high school for 10 years was my personal training life and my okay. college life. Um, and that was like living paycheck to paycheck, not wanting to get a day job, not wanting to get like inside job. I'm sure you can like appreciate kind of wanting to have your own schedule, have your own timing. take all the money and not let someone pay you and like, you know, have that, that was in my blood at the moment at the time. And I, I was like, I'm going to find a way so I can kind of work for myself because I'm also, I'm not, I've realized, and I've really realized that I'm not good at working for people. Okay. Um, If they don't believe in me on the same level with them, if they put me like below them and they don't listen to me, like, yeah, I'm out. Like if you can't hear me and I have something that's going to be valuable to this company, you just don't believe me. That not level be, of but... respect needs to be there for you, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. At least let me try to prove what I'm saying before you shoot me down. Um, so at that time, I was like, yeah, I worked for a big brand company. And then I took off from them because I didn't like how they were doing things. So I didn't think it was the proper way. I've and then there. I was, yeah, like they do it bad. They just care about the money, Yeah, uh, which I get. But being no. the cog in the chain, it sucks. Yeah. So um from let's go 25 probably to 27 no 22 to 27 or 28 uh it was full pt um and then on my own and as i'm sure you know what it's like to start off you like you run your own business but really it's just yourself and you and no one else it's not really a business it's no. just like getting paycheck to paycheck yeah uh, wearing every to... hat in the company as well right gotta teach yeah. yourself shit that you don't even know and you're like you get like 10 percent of the time to practice your craft while you're trying to master everything else to make it run like a business right definitely so everything i was doing at that time 
was now that I've realized I found out that I can actually, I sucked at it then, but I put the time in to learn it. And now what I'm doing never alone is like, I put the practice in. Now I understand how to connect and make it work and I'm able to do with what I want. So it was, it's really cool. I've, I've been in this area for 10 years, failing for eight and a half. And finally, this last year and a half is like, things make sense. And I know how to place them. And I know why you're doing marketing. But first you have to start here and then you have to do this. Or before you're like, I have to do this all. Like I have to go on Instagram 12 hours a day. Instagram's the worst thing you can be on. It's such a waste of time. Um, Good for you though for recognizing all this though. And all I can say though is, is it's congrats to you for not giving up because like, if you gave up, you wouldn't be here right now on this freaking podcast. And the other thing too, is I know that you've made a shit ton of impact. And for all those times that you were knocked down over those years and you could have quit, you didn't. And I think that that is going to come back to you tenfolds. And I think that that in and of itself I is hope so. such an inspiring story. Okay. Cause that's a long time. Like people don't see results. Like I'm, I'm a personal trainer too. People don't see results in a week. They want to fucking quit eight and a half years of feeling like you're failing. Like that's a long fucking time. And now you're like, yo, one and a half years, I've been killing it now. And we're just growing from here. Like that is super inspiring. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> However, though, like I'm still at a place where it's like, is it the right thing? Because I'm currently in my bedroom right now where I grew up and where I lived and where I slept until I was like 20 and took off college because I'm back home with my moms. So I had to give it up and then COVID and everything. And the thing is, so yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm super glad. I'm fine out that I'm the person that needs to do it. I couldn't work for someone. But at the same time, like, oh, I'm 36 at home, still with like 50K in debt because of other things. And I'm not paying things off because I'm putting into Never Alone and putting into my personal health with like my therapy and everything. Um, And it is paying off. I see things, but at some point it's got to actually like pay off money wise. We can only go so far. Right. But that's the thing is that I think that a lot of people don't realize how hard a lot of the people that we look up to now have been kicked down on their way up to the top and like literally it's like bankruptcy it's like your house being repossessed like it's shit that would you know break a person indefinitely but they still believed in what they were doing and I think that that is is so important because when we're on our deathbed I want to be able to look back and say I at least took a chance on myself for what I believed in right and you can at least do the same, no matter where this story goes from here, right? So yeah. so once you were finished your personal training business, what made you get into something else? What did your life kind of look like? Was there any relationships that you were in? I'd love to hear where you were. I, uh, I stopped my PT because multiple things. So this is where Never Alone comes into my life. Um, I was with a girl, uh, had a girlfriend for three years during my last two years of personal training. Okay. Um, and we got into, how am I going to say this? I don't like having this conversation without, without her here. That's so fair. essentially what happened. This is three years. Uh, she told me she had some mental struggles when we first met, warned me. I didn't do my due diligence of looking at what they were. I also wasn't going to break up with someone after a week without really spending time. Uh, what it was essentially ended up is three years later, um, her mental struggles when I tr- wanted to break up, finding out we weren't going where we needed to go. Uh, just due to life things uh, came into play. And by them coming into play was she felt wronged and hurt. And I get that. And because of stuff that was going on in her life, it was, let me take this out a hundred fold on this guy and make him feel just worse. Okay. So as in like, 
uh, like there's everything in the world uh, that happened, emergency rooms, um, police uh, restraining orders, you name it. Uh, I'm waking up to 60 phone calls every like night and in the middle of the night and stuff like that. So it was 10 months of craziness that I never thought I'd have to deal with. And I didn't know how to deal with. Yeah. Um, we, with that came my father also at this same, like 10 months into this stress of my life and everything going on. Uh, my father got diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. And so so he was a fairly healthy guy and he was good. Uh, within 10 months of Parkinson's disease, he was like, uh, 30% of the man I knew. And like, every time I saw him, I'm like, he's gonna be someone different. So there was this two year window of my life where it just everything out the window, like PTSD yeah. symptoms, high anxiety, stress, depression, wake up in the morning, go and cry in my shower every morning for probably for like six months, um, trying to work because I had to pay because I was living for myself, but then canceling on my clients probably like 40% of the time, yeah. um, going to work and then finally I had to go back to my place because it had been like broken into. So I do that. Um, you name it. It was a crazy time. And I started finally going to see therapy. I didn't believe in it beforehand. I'm like, I need someone to talk to. Um, but really what all this did was after my dad died, finally, after like 12 months of having a cancer. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So I was kind of finally had done with her. We had parted ways and there wasn't any more of that attacking of each other. And I could move forward, whatever that meant. I was still mentally down. Exhausted. Uh, yeah. And, and still showing signs of the PTSD, yeah. uh, then the dad dying. So there was that, like I lost my father figure. Um, and I was like, I'm down, like, this is the worst I've ever felt. And I probably will ever feel, or I hope to ever feel it was kind of a, it was the silver lining. Like it was me being so far down that I'm like, nothing can get worse than this. And with that feeling of nothing get, can get worse than this, I'm like, I'm just going to get rid of all the shit that didn't make me feel happy. And at that yeah. time, it was like personal training. Like I wasn't enjoying happy, it. I'd yeah. seen these people for like 10 years. Like they, we were having a relationship. I was helping, but I wasn't growing as a person. I wasn't growing my business. I didn't know how to. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm getting rid of that. Like I cut it down to like two clients, which was like at first, but it was like 10. So I dropped like, I don't know, 15 hours a week, probably like four grand worth for months i'm like i can live off this but what i want to do i want to grow a blog i want to grow this thing called never alone which i don't even know what it is but i start talking online and doing these things i'm like i remember my blogging from the past so i'm gonna learn how to do it properly this time i have a kind of the core basics um and i just started working on ventures that made me feel happy and give me a drive they didn't pay me anything and they're still not paying me anything but they were like, this is something that I can put my heart into and it can help me heal. And so this never alone was a way that I helped myself heal while at the same time sharing my story with others and help them heal. Absolutely um, incredible. And you know, yeah. one thing that you brought up at the beginning of your story was when you were in the relationship with that girl that, you know, you didn't know at that time how to help her. And I think that that's something that I want to bring up. That's really important is that there is no education. Like, yes, of course, we're we're getting to points now where where companies like Never Alone are founded, where you know we're talking about it more on social media. But at the end of the day, like these aren't skills that we're taught in school of how to deal with people's mental health. And like we all deal with mental health in some way, right? We're we're all not perfect and we're gonna fall into some sort of obsession or depression or whatever it is. And I think that these skill sets are so important to have. And I want to know if you 
knew at that time, or if you thought about it later on, of how Never Alone really was that spot where people can come and learn about mental health and know how to help other people who are struggling with it. Like, did you know that it was branching from that situation itself? Or was this something that you've always wanted? Or was it just something that came together in your healing? Yeah, um, the focus for Never Alone has been like the same thing actually from day one. So before there even was anything, um, my reason for speaking out just as me on social media and Instagram, which is where it all started, was to kind of get rid of the fakeness of a lot of this. No, wait, that's not there. Sorry, where I'm going to go with this. This is <laughs> trying to delete. There's a, lo- there's a lot to this. So I'm ready. Uh, first thing is mental health. I never understood why people don't look at the same way as physical health and like diet hey. health and eating healthy. I just don't see the difference in the three. Um, so that was really the big focus. Like never alone is going to be the new brand. And I wanted to do brand and I wanted to do business um, of mental health because at the time there was just mental health um, initiatives yeah. and by like free and charities. And like, yeah. I'm like, this is not what inspires youth. This doesn't inspire the kids on social media. This doesn't, they need something they can latch onto. Like, this is a brand. I like, this is a human. This is something that costs me. This is something I put my heart into and I like, and I laugh at them or I cry. Um, And something like Gymshark really like touched me. I'm like, Gymshark does it right. Like they weren't really fitness. They're doing clothing, but then they turn into a community, then turn to fitness. So they're helping people with their clothing and selling it like, and, and then they got their mission thing. going on. Like they, everything. yeah, like, they feel it. everything. Like you have a mission, but they have so many other areas that you can see and they're touching, growing. I'm like, yeah. why is, why, where's that in mental health? I don't see that anywhere. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, fuck it. Excuse, I hope I can swear oh, on here. Sorry. Su- yeah. Super explicit. Oh. Don't worry. Nobody's surprised. <laughs> um, and like, yeah, that's what I wanted. I didn't know what it was. I hadn't made a website. I hadn't done anything, but I'm like, I'm just going to start talking real. Cause I think God's be like a lot of advocates, I don't think they connect with, I don't know, they connect with 0.002% of the world because they connect with those people in that moment at that time, which is great for those people in the moment at that time. But these people we're talking about, like who don't learn about mental health in school and who don't learn about this and they haven't had the struggle, like I hadn't had it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there I am, like, what I reach out to? Like, I don't understand that mental health advocate. I don't get this CDC thing because there's no human connection. I don't get this. Like, I see it's there. You guys are just giving it to me on a shit plate. Like yeah. it's not something I can digest daily. No. So I'm like, I want to put something out there that they can digest daily. Um, nice. It's not final form at the moment. because I ain't got the money for it, yeah. but it's slowly turning into this thing where I was like, yeah, I want someone to come daily, follow never alone, be a part of the journey. And like maybe check in like four months for their like mental health checkup, but the rest is their physical fitness. The rest is their checking up on like skip, whatever it may be. But like, Mental health is just real human day-to-day business. That's exactly it. It's conversation. It's listening, you know, simple things like that. So that's really good. So Paul, when it comes to never alone, what is it currently right now? And where would you like to see it go in the future? Those are the two questions I got for you right now. Never alone is fine. I'm confident saying never alone is a mental health brand. I had a hard time saying that before because I've never heard of one. I was like, am I just kind of faking it like no it's really there i believe it's a mental health brand um and currently right now it's the strongest area i have the area that i focus on growing is the website so like when people google search and they go through things about anxiety and therapy and stuff like i want to hit them there because that can last forever and they can always come back to it Um, and that's what's happening i'm 
created a bunch of, uh, I think I've created a website that speaks to people who are different ages and then come on, they can understand it just through the drawings and the visual of it. Um, it's appealing. Uh, it's for the masses, I think, and hope, and it's going to be more for the masses as I grow up, do bigger things. Absolutely. But there's stuff like the therapy landing page, um, therapy hub, and it's a full on texting, taking you through your therapy journey. If you want to start, and you don't know where to start bunch of articles on what it feels like to go if you have a hard time talking to your therapist which is usually the first thing the first five minutes when you see somebody like I don't know where to start this conversation I know I got struggles but like what do I talk about um so there's questions for that and then there's a bunch of stuff on different types of therapy they can see um like I'm not the professional I'm just that middleman that gets someone who's too afraid to talk to professional like come to the middleman learn a bunch of stuff get confident okay let me take this on the next step Uh, so that is yeah, that's something I'm really proud of. It took a long time to get this thing done. Yeah. Um, so that is where mental health never alone is in the mental health world. And second of all, like I'm treating like a business. Like that's, I think the second thing, which a lot of people are like, I'm just going to keep doing this one thing and sit there and hopefully it hits. Like, no, I'm mm-hmm. going to do everything and I'm reaching out there and I'm focusing Speak on PR. Speak it out, buddy. Uh, yes. Like reaching out to news media outlets. This is what's happening. Here we are. Can I get to talk to you? We go through. So like, that's the brand side and that's the business side where it's uh, going to grow. And so we'll see um, the health. I'm definitely got to go social 2022. That's the thing. That's like, that's getting into people's phones and their screens Absolutely. as they're scrolling through. So that's where mental health help will take in 2022 with never alone. Okay. Good stuff. So when it comes to, um, never alone and and people coming there to be able to get their confidence to go to therapy like did Mm -hmm. you think that that was one of the most important components because that was something that you struggled with yourself before you were able to go and see a therapist do you just think it's a really important step for somebody to take in their mental health why is that such an important step to you yeah well first of all you're a personal trainer i was a personal trainer um a therapist is pretty much your personal trainer for your brain and for your humanity, who you are and dealing with work and dealing with relationships and the world doesn't look at it that way. They don't look at it as a hundred to $150 investment in themselves. Like that's like money I should be spending at a restaurant. However, they'll go spend like $1,500, which I was getting per person a month to do personal training, but they wouldn't spend 150 a month investing yeah. themselves <clears throat> in their brain. Like that, I know that's, it's- it's funny how you break it down on, on what the cost is worth, right? Messed up. And the thing is like, well, I can't write it off. Like, you can't write off all your PT. I know you can't. Like, no. what are you doing? So yeah. uh, the first thing is hopefully change people's minds on like the value of a therapist and seeing a professional. Well, um, and that's the. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is very valuable. And the thing is, too, is like you had mentioned, um, is just that it's funny that we all don't like the repercussions of not dealing with our mental health, like the fights, the breakdowns, Mm -hmm. the whatever, but we don't see the value of investing that $150 into that therapist, but we're okay to go pay the personal trainer to hopefully make those physical changes. But even if we don't see with the proper eyes and we did make physical changes, we're not even seeing those changes that we just paid for anyways, because we need that help in, in our head to start with. Right. I, I I truly think that is just through our society, how we are, how everything needs to be sex, sexy and quick. Like we post on Instagram, so we get an initial like right away. We go to a personal trainer because we know it's going to take a bit of time. But once we dart, start seeing something visually on ourselves, we're like, okay, I'm making a change. Therapy, you don't you don't see anything. Like you don't see the results. You feel them. You, feel you them. change as a human inside. And that becomes even better than seeing it. But like 
you don't have that. And I get why people don't go like, I went to someone that I didn't feel change after one therapy session. Well, come on guys. Like you yeah. serious. You d- like, but the thing is like after one PT, you're not going to feel a change. Yeah. However, you're going to be sore as hell. You're like, yeah. I felt something. Yeah. Therapy is hard to get that. So I do get it. So I think doing what I'm doing, other people are doing is like creating this hub. So like having that thing and saying, given, so you can look at it a different angle. Hopefully they look at it. Yeah. Um, secondly, there's not a lot of content out there for stuff. There isn't there. Therapists is, therapists aren't out there having conversations on social media and writing stuff that they're, that the people are coming to. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure why. I'm sure there's some ethical things going on there that they don't want to. And I get that. Um, they're not good. They don't need social media. They don't use it. Mm-hmm. So like, we need someone to fill that void. Like mm-hmm. how many times, if you want to learn how to do a bicep curl, like how many different TikTok feeds can you go and learn from? Yeah. That's the thing. Right? But like to talk to someone and I have a conversation like through a therapist and what it feels like, how many can you find on that? Like not many. Me. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to fill all those gaps that aren't having a lot of stuff there with that. And so do you help people find the right therapist for them? Because, you know, what do you, I would like to know if somebody came to you and they said, yo, like, I think that what you're doing is phenomenal. I've tried therapy in the past and I've been burned by a therapist before. Mm -hmm. What kind of advice would you give to them? Because, you know, I have many clients that come to me that have have been burned by PTs before terrible programs affected their mental health and their physical health. And it takes a lot for a person to trust again. Now, trusting with physical health is one thing, but the vulnerability of your thoughts, your feelings, like that's Mm -hmm. pretty much as, as, as vulnerable as we get as human beings. So what kind of advice would you give to somebody if somebody's listening and feels like, you know, I would like to go talk to a therapist, but the last experience that I had was so bad. What would you say? I would say, unfortunately, like everything else, like you just said, a PT, like no matter what profession you pay for buy into, not everyone is going to be the top of the top. Like it just doesn't happen. And also with therapists and everything else, like a personal trainer, the person you have might come, you might be the best person there is in your city, sir. But the thing is, someone might not connect with you as a human. So they're like, even though you're doing a good job, you human don't connect with us. So they'll come for foreign, like, I got it. I didn't really get it, though, because I didn't like her as a person. And that's Mm -hmm. fine. Like, you can't have everyone liking you. Thing is, a therapist, too, like, you can't have every therapist, like, can agree with your mindset and mentality. Like, that's just how it's going to happen. I've had a couple of therapists where I'm like, oh. I don't like how you do things. This doesn't work for me. Please change it. And if they change it, I stick around. If I don't, like, we please just find another therapist. That'd be, yeah. I appreciate that. You refer me. So I don't like, I'm not that person to tell you what to do. Like, and I wasn't as a personal trainer at all. Like I tried to give you something, same with therapy, give you something in your life at the moment that you're dealing with that you have been affected by and you didn't like, and then you took off to find something new. What was that one thing that happened in your life? Now, is therapy any different than this? Is your therapist session any different? Can you just go and find someone new in therapy and kind of search for someone or ask that therapist you had, say, I didn't like what happened and send them an email so you don't have to call them, don't have to see one person. Like, can you please refer three therapists in the area that I can go to or Google online therapy around me? Um, there isn't having a one-on-one saying the reason why you need to do this, that would take a deeper dive. Also, the same time, like, I'm not that pro. I'm just some dude on the street trying to help you out. So if I can just kind of relate that therapy session to something else that happened in your life that you can grab onto, like, yeah, you know what? That one sucked for my life also. Like, this personal trainer didn't work for me. However, the next month, I went and found two more. And then I talked with them and almost interviewed them and then picked one. It's been great. Do the same thing with therapy. Go through it. 
Absolutely. And, you know, the last thing that I kind of want to note here is just that it, like Paul said, you know, you might not necessarily feel something in that immediate moment when you do go to a therapy session, but I can tell you that nothing is more badass than pulling out your tools and not performing the same behavior that you typically always would in a situation. And you perform with what you've learned. Like there, I've made physical transformations. I've made mental transformations. And let me tell you, nothing is more rewarding than those mental transformations. Okay. I can promise you that. So, you know, you've been through so much in your life, Paul, and you've given us some awesome insight and some great platforms to go and check out. And I want to know what would you leave for a piece of advice for anybody who's out there right now that might be in the same situation that you were a long time ago where you didn't know a lot about mental health? Maybe it wasn't something that you talked about. And what kind of advice would you give to them to keep going, keep growing? So just fuck it. There we Literally, go. if you're coming to a spot, you're like, why can't I do this? I can't do this. I'm too afraid. Or this might go wrong and like start thinking about things that might happen because of the choices you were going to make or the people you're going to hire do something without actually seeing what the actual thing is going to do it without signing up doing it like the thing is you don't know how much you're going to lose with, without going to see a personal trainer until you see the personal trainer yeah you can tell yourself anything you want but you don't know it till it goes so really just say fuck it i'm going to do this i'm going to try this and hope it'll work and if it doesn't i'm going to learn from that and i'm going to go find something else that can work because of what i learned and I'm going to go take that and go through. So I love that. That is so, so good. Okay. So to close this up here, where can everybody find you? I know that you said that the website is one of the best places, but we want to know all the places that we can find tall Paul. So let us know. Definitely the website. It's we are never alone.co, not.com okay. co. Um, and I am on Instagram and Twitter at, at high tall Paul. Hi, okay. tall Paul. I Hi, tall I Paul. I don't think I we'll think forget that one. It no, works yeah, very well. Yeah, so yeah. we will definitely make sure that we link the website in the notes here. But I just want to thank you so much for your time here today, Paul. I know from the bottom of our hearts, we want to see you succeed. So we are so excited to go and check out everything that you're doing and stay following along. So thank you so much again. And this is going to conclude today's episode, everybody. So I just want to thank you guys for tuning into today's episode. And I will catch you next fucking Monday. And that's another honest episode dropped. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Naked and Truth, where we come together every Monday morning to set the week off with intention. Don't forget to head over to our Instagram page at Naked and Truth Podcast to stay up to date on future episodes, guest speakers, and other kick-ass info that can help you continue to create your impact. And you know that reviews are so valuable when it comes to building a community of like-minded people. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please, please, please drop some love on Apple Podcast Reviews and share this episode with someone who you think needs it. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in to today's episode. I'll catch you next Monday. And don't forget, love always wins.